Welcome to episode three of Filling in the Gaps. I am Justin. And I'm Darren. And on Filling in the Gaps, we often like to talk about, well, often we're only in episode three, but uh, we plan to talk about puzzle games and plot holes in fiction. However, we've not really gotten to that point yet, as we've only talked about games so far. But uh, today, we actually want to already deviate slightly and deal with what I would call a real-life mystery, shall we? It certainly consumed a lot of my time in the last <laughs> couple of weeks, yeah. <laughs> Let me put it this way. It's very much a mystery to me, as even after you've explained it quite a lot, I still don't quite understand. Uh, but I think you have a much better handle on it, which is why we wanted to talk about it today. And that is talking about Steam trading cards. Yeah, yeah. I was I was visiting a friend the other day, and I, I'd recently just heard about it, got into it, and was kind of intrigued by it, and I went to my friend's house, who plays a lot of Dota, and he's sitting on probably close to a hundred or two hundred dollars worth of, you know, virtual items that he could just sell, buy other games with, and that he didn't even know existed, or that he thought it was a waste of time getting involved in, because they're only worth 50 cents each, or something like that, but actually if you unload all of those items i mean if you don't want to keep them if you want to unload those items on the market and sell them you know if you do that before a sale then you're looking at a fair few free games so it might be worth some of your time even just to learn listening today and and learning how to get rid of some of those cards and things let's be honest though when we're talking about a fair few games we're not talking about triple a brand new release games we're talking about the kind of games that we typically would play which would be very either old or independent or very kind of yeah i mean even in this even in the steam sale i mean you can pick up a good title for four four or five bucks so even if you can make that it's you know it's, it's like so you bought the game and you make a few bucks off of it and then either you know that uh, can contribute to your next game or you can look at it as, as a, a, a further discount to the game that you've got already right. that you paid for i think the way that i look at it after you've explained it to me is a bit like going to a restaurant and getting a, a kind of frequent buyer's card where you buy 10 of an item and you get one free or something like that or uh, a movie theater point system where after so many movies like 20 movies you've earned a free movie it's kind of like that would that be a fair assessment yeah but you have to work for it as well <laughs> yeah you don't just get it and that is part of my problem with it but we will talk about that later let's get into it so what are steam trading cards and you put a lot in in the notes. You put uh, STCs. Is that how they're referred to that's a lot, the, or is that just your abbreviation? No, no, that, that's that's the lingo. There's there's even yeah some sites that calculate the value of like they they have an aggregate value of every single Steam trading card value. Uh, it's it's called like STC dot com, I think. Right. Well, um, I, I thought that was important to note in case that you you drop into the lingo that I'm ah, still right, not yeah. quite yeah ready for but also so the listeners know if you yeah no yeah them. stc is uh, steam trading cards yeah so basically they're just virtual like stickers that we used to collect as kids and like we we're talking about the old panini um sticker books i i had my my earliest memory was i had one for fox and the hound and 
<laughs> Definitely going to show our age, but yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> you had it when the movie was out, I assume. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was not a collector's item 20 years later. Yeah. And uh, the Steam trading cards are so similar to that. I mean, I'm unaware of other sticker systems, but they're probably really similar. But they had regular stickers, and then if you were lucky, you would get those packs of five that you would open up, and there would be a foil sticker. A silver one and that's the same with the steam the steam cards so you've got your regular ones and if you're lucky you get a foil one and the foil one is usually worth about 10 times more than the regular ones right which is what you're talking in the steam trading in card, the steam right? trading okay. cards yeah if you want to sell it yeah it's usually about yeah 10 times more expensive to buy so let's talk about why do we want to bother with these things mm. i mean are they great artistically some of the artwork is pretty decent, but again, I'm not a big fan of not having a physical copy of of something. So if I could hold it in front of me and like, or put it in a frame or something, and be like, yeah, that's that's awesome. But like, you have to log into Steam, and then you you're limited to the size of your monitor of how big you can view it. It's... I I would say even more than that, you're limited to the size that Steam allows you to look at it, which is fairly tiny. We'll get into backgrounds later. Backgrounds are a bit bigger and you can see them, but a lot of the cars themselves are fairly tiny. You don't really get a chance to look at them in the way that I think you would be able to appreciate the artwork. And some of the artwork is... It seems to just be stuff that's taken directly from the game. Yeah. Uh, so, so Some are definitely done separately, or maybe they were original you know, idea designs as they're as running through them, but uh, some of them just look like they were kind of screen captured and then cropped and some of them for sure are like that but for example the one game that you're definitely going to have to play soon and we're probably going to talk about here is little nightmares that's got some really nice card design but yeah other ones are, yeah it seems like they're just screen caps and and done which kind of makes sense to me in a way because the developers especially for the cheap games they don't want to spend time and money designing them. They just want to put them out there because if a developer has Steam trading cards, it's a big pool for buying them on bundles because card farmers will specifically look to buy a game just because it's got cards. Okay. Which was not something I ever realized was a thing. But I think it's mostly because I think... And it may, maybe I'm wrong because I I am obviously an older player... I am still newer to Steam than probably most of the users on Steam. But I pretty much ignored the cards as being pointless and worthless, and I, I didn't understand the point. Uh, like you said, your friend was sitting on a whole lot and had no idea they were actually worth money. I had kind of just assumed everybody felt that way about them, but clearly I was wrong. We know what they are. Why Why should we get into them? Is there any other reason, I guess, than just we might be able to make a little money on them. Or is well, that it? Yeah, well, so basically you, every game you'll get about 50% of the cards that you need to craft a badge. Yeah, which by the way, I find particularly irritating. That is one of those systems that I just don't understand. <laughs> like at most, at most, you will get 50% that are different. If you're lucky. If you're, and that's, that's, Whereas quite often, as you've seen in my collection and I've seen in yours, lots of doubles, mm. even within 
what we get. And you have zero chance of making the full collection without trading with other people. Yeah, they've set up so that, I mean, even for basically the lowest that I've seen for games are five individual cards with three drops. So you're getting 60%. If you get no doubles. If you get no doubles. And that's that's pretty decent. For a game that I love, but the cards are real pain to collect, is Little Nightmares, where there are 12 cards to collect and you only get three drops, which is you're getting... It's less than 25% of the cards. So for each drop, you're only getting one card. Little Nightmares has 12 cards, but uh, I think you get six. Yeah, you do. You get you get 50% of the drops. But I got four of the same card and two of another card. So I basically yeah. got two cards <clears throat> out of the whole thing. Then if you want to... Then you got to, like you said, you've got to delve into the market. You have to either pay for them. You have three choices. You have to pay for them. You have to trade for them. Or you have to buy booster packs. But to be clear, when you're saying you buy them, you're buying them from other players. Yes. You cannot say specifically, here is card A that I want. Let me pay a dollar for card A. Except if you're going to buy it directly off of another player, like another Steam user. Yeah. And so that's where the wheeling and dealing kind of aspect comes into it. Because everyone wants to sell high, buy low. And that's where it becomes a market. And I've got so many... I mean, I've only been doing this for a couple of weeks now, maybe three. And I already have stories to tell about how... I just... Right. I, I, well, I woke up today and I sold something. And yeah, it's such a great feeling. But two days ago, I was ready to just undercut everyone. And, and oh, I've overpriced that. I, I shouldn't be selling it for, for that much. I make a note of it. And then I'm, I, I, I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lower that price. But I forgot about it. I woke up the next day and I had, it had sold because the market fluctuates and it's, it's crazy. It's a real, it's a stock market. All right, let, <laughs> let's get to the stock market and those stories later. We need to still do some of the background. So why bother? We still haven't finished uh, hmm. that section. So why okay. bother? So uh, one. I think that there are some people who like to have all the cards and they like to collect all the cards. And so they there is something to that, especially for games that you like. For you, Little Nightmares is a game that you're definitely trying to get those cards for. Yep. But what other advantage is there to getting a full set? My big question, since I don't really want to get into this, is why are you going to get me to do this? Because I know that you are. It's not for everyone, right? No. This is something we've agreed on. You spend kind of a lot of amount of time, at least so far, to make not a lot of money. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like a meta game in Steam where it's a trading game. It's 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 a it's a trading sim, basically. You're trading I mean It's not even a sim. It's an actual trading in real life, but you can Imagine yeah. it to be I mean, like a trading game. I bought, I bought a bunch of loot crates for a game that I don't even own and I know nothing about, but I saw on their price history they'd hit like a record low and they were like 0 0.3 cents, right? Mm -hmm. So a third of a cent and they sell for something like, they can sell up to maybe 50 cents. So I bought like 20 of them 
And why? To make five cents? <laughs> I suppose if you do it enough, it will be worthwhile. I do think we need to establish that loot crates are different than cards. Cards are a kind of separate entity, but they are still part of the Steam trading system. So one of the things that as we're planning to do this episode uh, last night, we were both on chat, on Steam, and looking at some things. And one of the things that we looked at, you showed me where the market was that shows like recent sales, recent kind of top sales, Mm -hmm. so that you can get an idea for what's going on. And yes, what's the game? Is it Battlegrounds? Um, player Pub- unknown. Yeah, P- PUBG. Yeah, yeah. That some shirts were going for three hundred dollars. I didn't see that, but I was seeing forty dollars, and that alone made me really take note. So, I think loot and certain things that can go into games is a is a whole kind of different kettle of fish, so to speak. Yeah, but definitely worth looking into or just just to see what's going on because i had no idea i'd heard of things like this but didn't realize that i had access to something like this i heard more i think like eve online had some stuff going on for a while but i didn't play that so it wasn't part of my world but now this is actually going on around me and i had no idea i mean even like a game like second life that um had huge kind of virtual trades people were spending tons of money to buy you know these virtual items that they didn't get physical copies of in real life just just for their characters it's kind of crazy what people will pay you know and say that that and that's what it's all about it's just like this card or uh, item has value to me i'm willing to pay a dollar or ten dollars for it whereas i'm the seller and it's like i me and you were both thinking, you know, this is this is worthless. Yeah, yeah. But someone's willing to pay money for it, and it's it's baffling. It, but but we do that in real life all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's not so different, I suppose. You were talking about the stickers you collected. I had baseball cards when I was a kid, and we even got into basketball cards and stuff. I think it was slightly different for my generation, where my father had given all his away to his nephews, mm-hmm thinking they were worthless and then kind of kicking himself later, going they probably weren't worthless later on if he just kept them, right? And so he kind of instilled in me, uh, if it's collectible, you might want to hang on to it or don't just get rid of it. But we had no idea what collectible was going to be. The Star Wars toys that we absolutely destroyed from playing with them are now worth tons of money if we hadn't destroyed them if you kept them in the box yeah which was never gonna happen let's be honest no no my my star wars toys were well well played with (laughs) but here we've got one of the things i think is important is to talk about i am very much a late adopter to most games because i don't typically need to buy them when they're at full price and new there's not typically a reason for me to need to do that but for people who are going to get into Steam trading, money-wise, it makes sense, right? Because what you said was those old Star Wars toys now are worth a fortune. But from what I can see, and the Steam, the whole Steam trading thing is new to me, and it's it's fairly new to Steam as well. I mean, yeah, it's fairly it, new to the world. It's yeah. it's new to everyone ish. But the trend that I've noticed is a game drops, and people play it, and then within the first 
hour and a half of playing it, which is usually how long it takes for the game to drop all of its cards. Those cards go on sale and they go on sale for record highs because everybody's after the, every, everyone's after a full set. So, right. so what are we talking about record highs? Well, them? I mean, some, so, some things have sold, I mean, card wise, maybe mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the most expensive, the most expensive card I've seen is about six bucks. And that's not a foil. That's not even a foil card. That's just a regular card. But it was new at the time. But it was on the day of release. Everyone's looking for them. And people people do think, oh, there's a there's a market for this. If I buy it at six bucks, maybe I can sell it for ten. But yeah, you you can, but generally the the, the value just seems to peak at the very beginning of the game and the graph just goes down and kind of levels off it you, you do get some spike sales and things where you can sell it for quite expensive but usually you're if you want to make some money on this i would say for the moment anyway you I have to be, I, you I have to be a, a pre-order person right? but like get in quick and sell it quick and and don't worry about holding on to things because like what we talked about the other day it's it's not it's not art you don't have a physical copy of it it's not going to appreciate in value at least that's not what the the graphs say yeah. on the market. And there's there's some other reasons for that, but I think we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Let's talk about why bother to get a whole set because what can you do with a whole set of cards? So say for example, your little nightmares, once you get your 12 cards, what can you do? You can craft a badge, right. which is pretty much all you can do with them. Right. So once you craft a badge, the cards are gone, but you said you can still You can still see them. You can still see the images of them, which is all you really had anyway. Yeah. But what does crafting a badge do for you? So if you're between levels like 1 and 20, I think, on Steam, every time you craft a badge, you get 100 XP. Okay. And so that, that contributes to your Steam level. Okay. And then that in turn, as you level up your Steam, you get much useless things like five extra friend slots. Wait, now we need to talk about why that's worthless, because how many do you start with? 250. Yeah, which I would never fill. Now, maybe there are other players that do fill up a lot, but 250 seems like an awful lot. That's more than I have friends in real life. Right. Is that, I don't know, I'm wondering, is that more for people who are perhaps professional like Twitch people that would need that many people? Could be streamers or could be, like, uh, I think you can import your Facebook friends directly to steam so if okay. you've got a bunch of you know friends that aren't really friends then you can yeah you can just dump them all onto your steam account okay but you get a badge you can put that on your profile so when my friends look at my profile they will see my badge which you can have up to four badges but i actually, I actually think you can have five because there's one that's kind of a premiere something like that mm -hmm. is always right at the top so i think technically you can have five but i don't know I've having people look at my profile and go, wow, look, you've got so many games is not really that exciting to me. Uh, it is for me because now I can look in your inventory and, and if you've got a lot of games, you've got a lot of cards. Uh, I see. But looking at, I don't know, I, I guess I'd rather see what games you have, what games you're playing than what badges you have. Like, for example, my badges are very, for the most part, ones that I got through Steam sales or I got by leveling up in Steam, 
the most interesting badge I think I have is a butterfly that I got from putting together some stuff from the last summer yeah, sale. My, my badges are all are all garbage. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. It's not like the old I guess MySpace days where you would get different things to make your page look better. Oh, you do get something like that as well. Um, mm. You I don't know if you saw if you if you saw on my page, but I've got your favorite game, mm-hmm. and I put little nightmares up there. So at level 10, it might be every 10 levels or every five levels, you get to add something to okay. your profile page. So I've got, and, and you get like an option of like five choices. So one of them is that you can feature your favorite game or you can feature uh, an achievement rack or there's like a bunch of different things that you can add to your okay. uh, profile page. But really who bothers? Like, yeah, like we said, who, who really looks at people's profile pages I do occasionally, uh, especially in multiplayer games where you're playing with other people and then you're like, oh, I wonder what this guy's like. And I've made a few friends like that. So I'll, I'll go to their profile and I'll, I'll see their layout. And sometimes it's really kind of childish and, and like lots of emoticons, which we'll probably talk about later. But it's like, okay, so like that's probably like yeah, a young teenager, probably won't add him or her. Or look for someone, oh, it's like they, they play a lot of games that I play. It's like, okay, so... They do play this game, but they also have a different taste. Like, yeah, I'll add them. And, you know, you can tell a lot about someone from their profile. And that makes a huge difference from people that keep their profiles private. Because then, well, you can't add them and you don't know anything about them. And, you know, if you, everyone has the right to their own privacy. Yeah, so. I guess I don't see the great joy in spending time improving my Steam profile page. But perhaps that's just me. But no, you told me before, when you craft a badge, you get three things. So what three things do you get when you craft a badge? An emoticon for the game. Okay. You get a background that's related to the game. And you get the most useless coupon, like a 90% off some Russian game that you've never heard of. Okay. So let's ignore the coupon for the moment. You're saying that I get an emoticon, and that's within the Steam. It's only kind of useful within the Steam chat, correct? Yep. I already have a problem with that, but you know that, but the listeners don't. I have a huge problem with the Steam chat emoticon section because we were looking at the ones that we had last night and they're pretty worthless for the most part. They give you for free these gray ones that's like a musical note, a heart, a smiley face, a tiny frowny face that's so tiny once it goes into the chat. It's virtually unrecognizable another happy face which is also kind of unrecognizable because it's so tiny a trademark symbol yeah (laughs) and there was one other one that just seemed even more worthless i never used and even the few that i have been able to get through steam sales those are also kind of tiny and hard to tell what they are unless you hover your cursor over them and then you can see what they are like i have from the summer when I have a hot dog, which you said, oh, I really like that one. But the thing is, when you look at it in the chat, you can't really tell what it is. <laughs> it's only because you hover over it, right? Yeah. The best one I have, and I don't know how I got this one, is a salt shaker dumping out salt, right? Yeah. Which probably back when we were playing Hearthstone would have been much more useful than mm. than now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, the, the idea of being salty, that... Okay, that I can understand that works for me. But for the most part, I feel a bit 
cheated that the only way to get something that just seems should be inherent in any chat anymore is a basic set of emoticons. And they want us to go through a stock market exchange with their cards <laughs> in order to make things to get emoticons. And that we don't even know what they will look like, right? Even the badges... Oh, they're, they're completely random. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. Even the badges, you don't know what they look like from yeah. anything that that they give you, right? You can probably look it up on an internet search, but you wouldn't know what the badge looks like. Well, I mean, even even the, the, the Abe's Odyssey one that I crafted, you would think it would be a barrel or a machine gun or a slag or something. No, it's a bat. That's that's the badge for th- that I got when I crafted the Abe's Odyssey. A bat? I don't even think... Is there a bat in the game? There are. Are you sure it's a bat, not a bird? It's it's a, it's a black bat. It looks like a bat. I think there might be some early on where you have. Oh, you to... mean the birds like you, like the ones you yeah. pray to, and they open the port. It's not that. It's not, it's that. Okay. not that. I think there are some in the early levels where they kind of get in your way, and you have to avoid them. Right. But but yeah, it's not exactly. It's been uh, so long since I've gone through. It's not that a huge many... feature of the game. Yeah. It's no. Like you would ex- well, I would have expected it to be a, a, a pie. I or... would have expected it to be Abe's face. To be honest, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it's, it's quite silly. But... Wait. So I don't quite understand that. Yeah, so the coupon is pretty much worthless, you said. The badge, which may or may not be good, you don't really know. And it also raises your level. Yeah, I mean, those are the three things that it does, really. I guess as well, when you craft a badge, you're showing your support for the developer. I was looking, I heard some stories about how badges were bad for, especially indie developers. That's kind of not really true. What I read was it's it's uh, it's bad for their egos. Because they're selling a game, an indie game, for maybe two or three bucks, and then they're they're because if 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 you get them when they're new, hundreds of people are selling their cards for five dollars, mm-hmm. and so the the developers are like, wow, um, our cards are worth more than the game. Our cards are worth more than the game. Yeah, it, it's upsetting to them is is the the general vibe that I got. But saying that, the indie developers' usual tactic was flash sales, fifty percent off where they would push huge volumes of their games. But now, when they announce that, oh, we've got trading cards now, it's like, boom, lots of people go in there and buy them. Okay. So, so it, it does help them. It is a real incentive to have the cards then, I guess. Yes. I know that you've played through a few games that were less than stellar to try <laughs> and get some, some cards off it recently as you're experimenting with all of this, right? Trolley gold? <laughs> I don't want to... I don't want to really want to bash a game, but... It did not have very good reviews, but you you got it free, right? It had a great soundtrack, yeah. <laughs> well, which you probably found out while you had it on the main screen in the background. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, so you played some games that were less than stellar lately. Trolley Gold. Yeah. Yeah, which you were not a fan of. Yeah, no. Yeah, like I said, good good soundtrack, but oh, yeah, just you but... were you were trying to farm, so. Let's talk about idling, because this is something that you've gotten into lately. You often have sent me in the last two weeks since you've been doing this, sending me a message saying, I'm not really playing this. I'm just farming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those guys now. Uh, Yeah. Idling. Which, which, to be honest, drew much more attention to it than if you had said (laughs) nothing at all. That's the thing. It's, it's, you know, on your Steam profile, on on your chat page, it's like, you know, Darren's now playing Trolley Gold. Like everyone else is playing, you know, Insurgency and 
PUBG, and I'm, I'm you playing, are I'm playing insurgency <laughs> <laughs> other times. But farming, yeah, so uh, in, in this way, a game you don't really want to play, or a game you've already beaten, you don't really want to go into it for an hour and a half again. Yeah, yeah, I did that recently with Batman. I've played all the Batman games before, but I got them on a, a Steam sale, and yeah, I had no reason to play it again. So yeah, basically you just boot the game up, you can uh, tab out to the Windows menu, shut the volume off for, for the game, and go and watch YouTube videos. As long as the game is running, even if it's just in the menu stage of the game, it usually takes about 90 minutes for all of the cards to come through. I've found sometimes it helps. I don't know if it's just me being weird about it, but sometimes I've found that if you exit out of the game and then reload it again, the cards will drop faster. But yeah, so basically, uh, if you don't want to play the game, if you got a basically if you got a if you buy a bundle and you know for one or two games you're like I, I like those games, but there's three games that you don't like. Install them if they've got cards. Install them. Let them sit in the menu. Go and watch some YouTube or watch some TV. Play on your phone. Do some cooking, whatever. And then when you come back, you'll have three cards. Now that we have cards, right? We have we we understand because that's the thing. Is one thing I realized after you started explaining this to me is I went through and checked, and there are a lot of games where I haven't gotten all the drops from, even though I've played them before, which. I find a bit odd because of the those games I'm sure I spent more than 90 minutes on. So I'm not exactly sure. It'll tell you on your Steam how long you played them for. Okay. But anyway, I I realized there's a lot that I still could be going back and getting the drops for. But say we now we have a good collection. You said don't sell them all right away, right? So what what is the best tactic, I guess? Well, my tactic at the moment, and if anyone has a better idea, then... I'd love to hear it, but... I'm sure that will let us know. <laughs> <laughs> My tactic at the moment is, if I get a game where the cards are about three cents a card, or four cents, and they're easily tradable, not with these card sharks that are we'll giving get to those later, bum yeah. deals, but if they're cheap enough to buy, I'll buy them straight up. For three cents, no problem. So basically, you're making a really cheap set of, uh, of cards, a full set... Then you can craft badges, and so which my, are going to give you those worthless coupons, level you up on Steam, and emoticons and backgrounds. Yeah. But what, my, what I'm doing is I'm stockpiling all of my badges. I've got a bunch of of uh, full sets that I haven't crafted yet because I'm waiting for the the winter sale. And why is that? Because in the winter sale, instead of that garbage coupon, mm-hmm. that disappears, and then they give you a new card instead of that, and it's just it's just another Steam trading card. Right. And in so, this case, it's typically one that's based around the winter sale that's going on, right? The special cards. Yeah, that's right. And you said that those tend to have a decent value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe not a huge value, but yeah, you can sell them for about maybe, even if it's like maybe 40, 50 cents. It's not bad. It, it all contributes to your next kind of free game. Right. And especially in the sale time. And so I've got about 12 badges. So if I get 12 cards which are 50 cents. You mean you've got 12 that are ready to be so crafted? Not 12 cards, 12 badges, yeah, ready to be crafted. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that it kind of does it, it definitely stacks up. So can you sell the badges? You can't, as far as I'm aware, you can't sell them just as a set. You have to sell them all individually. Okay. But again, if you get into the trading side of it, people do offer to buy full sets of, of, of cards. I got offered like 170 gems, which uh, for each card of my Walking Dead, my Telltale Walking Dead set, which is about 17 cents for one card. 
there's five cards. But it was really weird because I went to that person's profile page and checked her inventory and she already had four full sets. So either maybe she knows something that I don't, that mm. Walking Dead cards are going to... Are going to be really popular. Are going to be so <laughs> popular. Maybe, maybe around... <laughs> we have enjoyed The Walking Dead, but we've also been very frustrated with The Walking Dead, which at some point, I don't know if we'll ever cover that on this podcast, but we do notice a pattern with the walking dead and how we feel about it and how the beginning is usually quite the the exciting time and then there's a lot of downtime in the middle and then it gets exciting again and maybe those cards also become very yeah, popular maybe. and when when the show is at its best that is when they'll be worth money and when it's on a long break or a hiatus or right in the middle of the season then maybe it's not worth as much it yeah. would be kind of interesting to find out if that was a connection. Yes. But, but I do think it's important to know, don't craft your badges and try to sell them because apparently that's not something that you can do. Yeah, no, the badges are, they're only for you. And if you're trying to level up your Steam, oh, I forgot to mention, when you're crafting the badges, there is one more perk that's kind of very important is once you reach level 10 and then 20 and then 30, every 10 levels you get an increased chance to get foil cards. Right, and foil um, cards are worth more. More, usually quite a lot more. Because foil cards can be used to create foil badges. Which which I assume seems completely useless Which I assume look the same, but they are shiny. Maybe they give you more XP. I haven't looked into that. I have no idea. It, I don't know why people would want to do that. Because yeah. they are quite expensive. To complete a full foil set, you're looking at... Even for five cards, you're probably looking at between five and... 10 bucks to make that badge. That's insane. But yeah, so I, I would say all your bundle games that have cards that are cheap, keep them, save them up, craft them during the summer or the winter Steam sales to get those extra cards instead of those useless coupons. And if you've got like a AAA game where your cards are about 10 cents on the market, sell them and undercut everyone else. <laughs> oh, no, stop that. Stop that. But I would kind of reiterate that you were saying before there is a perk to having a higher rank because it gives you more foil drops, but neither of us have really noticed a huge increase. I've been at a higher level due to my game hoarding tendencies for a while now, and I think I have one foil card. I've had one in my entire time as well. So it probably is still more beneficial to hold on to those cards and wait rather than trying to level up with the hopes of getting a foil card, at least as far as we can tell. Yeah, fine. I mean, I have a, I have one foil card, and it's for Press X to Die. Uh, sorry, Press X to Not Die. <laughs> <laughs> press X to Die. That was, that was the first game. It yeah. didn't let... Yeah. It was uh, too short. Um, and I, I've put it up for sale at a reasonable price, and no one has bought it. And that's, it's the, it, that's the thing with the market. It's how popular is the game... Are people looking for it? And and all of that stuff, all of that information is available on your Steam page when you go to community, submenu, market. All the market information is there. Graphs, how many are on sale and at what price. What You can also bid for them at your own price. So you don't, you don't have to... I can choose to sell a card for $0.05 cents, or I can choose to sell it for $50. Other people will say, I want to buy it for $0.03. Cents. Mm-hmm. And so unless you hold out, until they get bored and tired of waiting. Yeah, holding on to cards and stuff, it seems like it's not working for me at the moment. It's it's better just to get in and drop them all. All right, so say 
you've sold people on this, which I'm not sure how much we can actually interest people in wanting to do this because it maybe it is just me seeing you do it, but it seems like a lot more work than to me it's worthwhile. But I haven't experimented myself, so it's hard for me to say. But say we've convinced people they want to start, where do they start? What's I mean, obviously, you need to have a Steam account. You need to have games on Steam. That have trading cards. That have trading cards. Because not all of them do. That's one thing that we have found is that a lot of games, like, say, from Indigala, might not necessarily come with cards. And your theory was that they got tired of the farming mentality? I think, well, uh, Steam has definitely... um, put a, a hold on... They had a good nickname for them, and I can't remember what they were called, but just games that were thrown together in a few hours by developers with cards and sold for a buck. They're basically just trashware, basically. Um, and they were being sold... It wouldn't be the type of thing that we would put together. At like. Oh, no. I mean, these guys had some, some degree of talent to program a game, but right. they were generally... But I mean, they weren't program. They weren't programming like a thirty-second game, and then selling it out there just to flood the market with. Cards. Yeah. Oh no, they were. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They, they they were taking just like templates of of uh, old like Arkanoid or something like that. You know, they were taking templates of old games, calling it something different, putting it on the market, adding some some Steam trading cards, and then they were making a lot of money because people were buying them only because they had cards, and so okay. Steam's kind of. Trying to put the the brakes on that, right? But anyway, so yeah, so if you are interested in it, and honestly, I mean, people like those like trading games. So if you like those trading games, why not try it in real life? Yeah, well, I I can think of a number of reasons. One of which being it's going to be much slower than real life. But that's your point number one, right? What it, what is the most important thing to do that I still refuse to do? Get mobile authenticator. Yeah. That's for sure. So what is mobile authenticator? Basically, you get an app for your phone that is like a, I guess it's part of the two-step verification process where you you need it to sell or to trade. You don't need it. There is a slower alternative, but it is a 15-day slower alternative wherein they send me an email, I respond to the trade, and then that gives me 15 days to stop the trade from happening in case somebody has hacked into my account and is trying to sell my... Your <laughs> my, foils. My four-cent cards. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand why it's there. I am very much the type of person... I I have a phone because I want to use it to communicate. I don't want it alerting me of stuff constantly I find it irritating so one more authentication with steam and whether or not i've sold my fraction of a of a penny card does not appeal to me i mean but, it's useful though because i mean when you think about it your steam account has hundreds if not thousands of dollars worth of games on it and if someone was to hack into it it's, it's quite a precious account you know it's almost yeah. as precious as your email account and so having that mobile authenticator isn't. I I got it way before I I started trading stuff. It's definitely an important security measure for. I don't want to lose my games. I don't want to lose my account. Um, I've lost an email account in the past and uh, from hacking. And yeah, it's like you lose part of your life almost. It's like you you lose a limb. So yeah, if if anything, get mobile authenticator just to protect your account. 
but also it does speed up any sort of trade that you're trying to do. Yeah, it does. So, and, and people that you trade with, if you're trading, a lot of them will say, we will not trade with you if you don't have mobile authenticator or, or the chancy ones will say, oh, you don't have mobile authenticator. I'll still trade with you, but now you have to give me three extra cards or you have to give me a hundred gems or they want something extra for that. So yeah. Get mobile authenticator. It's it's very important. Okay. And then I guess the whole thing about the extra hundred gems and stuff is. Well, let's talk about the gems because the gems is something that also I didn't understand until last night. I I knew that you could convert cards into gems, which I think I did once just to see what happened. I got a hundred gems and didn't know what to do with them. I didn't realize what the point was. So, in the beginning, gems had more value. Yeah. Yeah, because you could um, use them to take part in auctions for, for games. But they've, they've stopped the, the auctions now. Right. So now, essentially, you can buy gems in packs of a thousand. Yep. But you have to buy them off other players. Yep. Which means that those gems have come from cards that have been essentially destroyed to create gems. And as you said, the gems are kind of worthless. So I, I suspect that a lot of those gems that are still in the market are from back when they had value and back when you could use them from auctions more than people still converting them now. But that also fluctuates quite a lot because you're buying them from other players. So it's a stock market of these packs of a thousand gems that you can buy and sometimes are not worth much and sometimes worth more. Though we were looking last night, it looked about 82 to 86 cents for yeah. a thousand. So they're fairly cheap so you were saying one thing is don't convert your cards to gems because gems are so ridiculously cheap yeah uh it's certainly i mean even if you were to look at it in the the money value like straight up okay so even just just say it's a dollar for a thousand gems even a good card the best cards i've seen will will melt you down to 32 gems a card will typically break down to 10 gems about Sometimes that. up to 32. 32 is the best that I've seen. So what is that? That's 0.3 cents? Yeah, so well, let's, let's look at the, the 100. All right, so 1,000 gems would be the pack that you can buy for 82 cents. Yeah. But to get that, then you'd have to sacrifice 100 cards. Yeah. And that... And even if the cards are worth 10 cents each, that's way more value than what the gems are worth. Yeah. Right. So what value do the gems have now? Um, I, obviously... For people like me who don't use mobile authenticator, I might have to sweeten the deal with some gems, right? But yeah. there's a much better reason to hang on to your gems, right? Yeah. Or to yeah. get them. Well, really, the only other option you have now is to craft booster packs. And what are those? Like, so for example, what, like we talked about, Little Nightmares, my flavor of the month, mm -hmm. has 12 cards to collect. And so I got a bunch of cards, but I didn't get all of them but I want to try and collect more. So after all my drops are done, I can spend 500 gems and I can get another set of drops for that game. So say I had three drops the first time, I will get another, another three. three drops. Yeah, yeah. So in theory, with one booster pack, if you got lucky if enough the, if the to Steam never gods, get a double, yeah. then in theory, one booster pack would be enough so that you could craft your own badge. It should be, it should be. And or to have a full set to try and sell off for a bit yeah, more. Yeah. Even if you can if you can find a game that has great value cards and then just make booster packs for them from the gems. If your net gain is like for example, you're farming the same game that you already own. Yeah. So if you have PUBG now and yeah. 
the cards are worth more money, you can keep making booster packs for that particular game and keep getting more and more cards. Yeah. From it. So basically, yeah, if it works out that the it's cheaper, or are you making a profit from the cards and the gems and that you the gems that you're, yeah. that you're paying for? If you're if you're coming out on top, then it's worth it. And also, not all games are equal. So, for example, Little Nightmares is five hundred gems mm-hmm. for a booster pack, but some games like well, Insurgency also you need twelve cards. For yeah, that, so. yeah. Insurgency is one thousand two hundred gems, I think, for a pack. So that's almost uh, probably about a dollar. Then I guess for that's it, yeah. For a booster pack, whereas Little Nightmares is fifty cents. Yeah, yeah, or less. So yeah, so sometimes, and and again, you can go online. There, there are people who have done the math on this, and they worked out what there is the. There are a it, lot of people who put a lot of time into figuring out the system. Yes. Yeah. So there's there's like um, uh, like what's the ratio of booster pack to to like the the value of the cards that you'll get at this given point in time with what how the market looks. It's yeah, a lot of people have spent a lot of time, but it's obviously big business because and and Steam is loving it. Valve Valve is so happy with it because everything that you do on that is basically it's not money, it's store credit. Mm-hmm. You can't cash that out in a bank. You can't you can't walk out of a bank with your Steam um, funds. It's all going straight back into Valve, and they're taxing you fifteen percent on every single trade that you make. So they're taking the fifteen percent cut out of what? Out of everything you buy or sell. Okay. Everything. So even if it's one cent, they will take point one five of that cent. Right. And they do that for. And you've seen the market. How many listings there are? How many people are trading? They must make fortunes. Even that. So so basically, yeah. I put ten dollars into my Steam wallet. I can immediately, if I'm going to get into, into trading, I can Im- immediately kiss fifteen percent of that goodbye. And not only that, on top of that, I'm going to be buying stuff from them anyway. So it's it's just as this money spiral that's feeding directly into Valve, and they're very smart about it. It's it's good because I don't feel cheated like I did when I was dealing with Blizzard and and Hearthstone. Um, because I do feel like I'm, I'm I am gaining something from this. It's like if I do make enough money to get a game in the future at some point, then yeah, even though it's a bit silly, it's uh. Well, uh, here I think is the difference between Hearthstone and this system. This system allows us to, in theory, purchase a game with real currency outside of the game. Hearthstone was only currency for Hearthstone, and it was a very kind of self-profiting. And we spent a lot of time, we spent a lot of time on Hearthstone. Uh, you more than I did, I think. But to just to get better at that, one game and this is a system that allows you I, I think the thing is for us we are both into more experiences as opposed to spending all our time on just one game but i think again that's probably much more me than it is you one thing i do want to talk about i think we mentioned a little bit earlier but i want to make sure we, that we don't forget to talk about it is the idea of time so a game that is popular now you will probably want to sell those cards now because it is wildly popular when it fades in popularity, I'm guessing anyway, that those cards will also drop in value. Not only that, but even if it is popular, like what, what we were talking about before, everyone is getting those card drops. Right. So that's the thing about this market that is very odd. They, I mean, it depends on how many people have the game. Yep. So the more popular a game is, the more cards are actually being dropped and produced 
and so the market will be more and more flooded with them. With a really popular game right now, it doesn't seem to be affecting it, but I have a feeling that when it starts to lose popularity, then all of a sudden those cards will drop in value. And so for me, it would make more sense, say if I have a popular game now, go ahead and sell them, because I'll probably be able to buy them off of players later when they aren't as popular anymore, or when those players don't care about those cards as much anymore. Here... So, and like you said, they don't gain in value. I think they would probably only decline in value up to a point, right? There probably will be a point where Valve will start destroying old cards for whatever reason. I have no idea how much over the many, many players throughout the world that use Steam, how much memory all those cards are taking. I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever be an issue. Or if they'll want to start collecting them kind of buying them themselves to increase the value of some cards and make them into a more collector item. We don't know what the future will be. So there may be a point where they swing back up again. Kind of, uh, again, going back to a baseball card analogy, right? When everybody has them, they're not worth as much. But as time goes on and some get lost into fire, some just get lost, some get handed off to kids and then they get destroyed, right? The less there are in circulation, then the yeah. more money value they have uh, and that, that could happen but i think that would be a long way in the future yeah i mean the way that i would see it is um if it's a hugely popular game like a big triple a game then so many people are playing it so many people have cards so yeah a bunch of people will want to make badges for it but a lot of traders or market sellers will be looking just to sell them and that's going to be pretty tough i'm not sure and i don't have any basis for this other than just my own thoughts but i think that the small indie games that i'm thinking oh these these are really cheap to craft so i'm gonna buy them and i do i've i've you know because they're only three cents a card I've, I've bought a bunch of cards to make my badges for the winter sale wondering if that was a good idea because i'm wondering if closer to this summer or steam uh, summer or winter sales if people are thinking like me oh this is a small indie game that the cards are really cheap i wonder if the cards are really gonna go up in price because oh it's only i only have to get five cards i already have three of those cards i only need two more cards and they only cost two cents three cents each i wonder if one week before the sale if those prices are going to go up through the roof because everyone knows that oh yeah you're trying to get cheap card i mean i'm not saying they're going to go for a hundred bucks each but even if a card that was once two cents is now four cents or ten yeah it's like, I, I mean... You're talking in percentages <clears throat> here as opposed to actual amazing increments of, of money. Yeah, like, for example, a really good game that I found for cards that was very expensive was a game called Void, not The Void, which we're going to probably talk about in the future. But uh, it's like a space... It's like Gravity, um, the movie. Okay. But the cards are insanely priced for that. And I put I put them on and I, I looked at the price. I was like, okay, I'll sell them for about that. And I didn't think anyone was interested, but I've sold both of them. And okay. they're more expensive than any popular game yeah, that okay. I've put up for sale. Now let's talk about trading. Because I think you would see yourself as being a respectable trader. But you have found some people who are not so respectable, let's say. Not respectable and... The sad thing is that it seems to be the norm. It's like it's it's be, become so ingrained now that everyone wants your best cards for their worst cards. And or, they, they know the value. 
Or if you're doing even same set trades, it's like, I want your card. And even if it's 10 gems, it's one cent. But I resent that cent. (laughs) (laughs) You resent them taking that extra bit from you. They want it because I guess the way that they see it is, you've come to me. But we talked about this before is when we were kids and trading these stickers for these um, sticker books. Well, you were trading the stickers. I was pretty much the only one I knew that had them. It was, in the US, it was a very short-lived fad, I think. It it keeps coming back, because you're talking specifically about Panini, and they do come back at certain times, but it seems to be very limited. There's kind of two to choose from, and it's whatever is most popular at the time. I got one for my daughter, which was the Frozen one, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but I, I didn't have anyone to trade. But you were talking about... the perhaps nostalgic uh, glasses-wise, but you were saying, oh, well, we used to trade one for one. And I said, well, you must have had nicer friends growing up than I did because mine would have tried to get two for one. Really? Yeah. Me. I'm, I am pretty sure. Yeah, the the few times I tried to trade uh, baseball cards, I always felt that I got well. well I mean, I, I, I don't know if there's a good term for it. I, I did not get the good end of the deal. And so I did not do it very often. I mean... Even for doubles, like, because that's what we would do. We would buy the packs. We'd say, oh, I already have this card. Which one do you already have? Oh, I already have this card. I need that card. Here you go. One to one. That was very rare because they were always trying to get the best deal. Wow. Like, that's... The, these are also like my friends growing up were the ones who would always want to play Monopoly and would always crush me because that was their kind of mentality. <laughs> so it, it could just be the friends that I had. Worst board game in the world. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to agree to that but it does depend on who you play with and I I don't think I ever won against my friends Uh and the same mentality kind of went for baseball cards as well but the panini thing uh, we didn't have those kind of sticker trades because again I think I was the only one that had it or the only one that knew we didn't take them to school and I did tell you last night though that I I got I was I was seven or six I had a, a foil football one. I had a goalkeeper mm-hmm. card that was quite rare. And uh, yeah, on the way home from school, I got beat up and robbed for it. So it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows for me. But did, did you already have it put in the book? No, no, no. I, I bragged about it at school because I, I, took, I took it to school to show all my oh, friends. Okay. Like, look what I got. And then one of the kids in my class who... Was like the he was the school bully. He uh, followed me home <laughs> to get, <laughs> to get that thing. Sticker. And then <laughs> you know you can't exactly go to the police with that. Like, hey, I was right. robbed for a, a one sticker. cent card. Yeah. Um, or in in Skyrim when they would say, uh, "Did somebody steal your sweet roll?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of mentality. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you you dealt with these guys. You don't like these. Guys, I don't like right? it because I don't think it's fair, and they're not a. It's like they have this store mentality, like, I have to make a profit. It's like, no, we're all in the community together. We're all trying to get badges. We're all trying to, yeah, sure, make a profit, but make your profit on the market. Like, don't try and, because other people, like, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try this. When you go and you get into trades in the first thing, that's all you will see is your one card, sorry, my one card for two of your cards, or my one card for one of your cards plus 100 gems, or... Everything and everyone is making those trades, and it seems like oh, that's normal. You can find people that will do one to ones. There are bots out there that you can trade with, which is a real another kettle of fish. And probably I don't even know if it's worth discussing because that's more okay. Well, just briefly, because I still don't quite understand. So, 
It's a program essentially set up to trade cards one-to-one. Yes. And it it knows the value and it has to be within a certain range? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so then, like that to me, that seems great because if I can trade with them one-to-one, then I don't have to deal with these other... Yeah, and it's immediate and you get get a reply immediately and you don't get counter offers which is what i've had and like, oh, really? oh yeah because 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 when you trade or when you when you're trading with people yeah. your, your inventory oh you have to make your inventory public as well so other people can look at your mm-hmm. your your uh cards so oh so they can look and see what else they want so, so they can look and see what they want like, oh you've got you're sitting on two sacks of gems like yeah man you're you're it's like the old where did i hear that like the the wild west thing you know where it, it wasn't how much the passage was it was how much money are you worth and yeah. and so if you're poor it's like okay it's it's one dollar whatever but if you've got a fancy suit oh it's 10 now and so they can look into your inventory and say oh you're pretty flush you can you can afford this and i don't agree with that and i don't like it so it is our hope that people listening to this will be good traders and aware of the bad ones yeah, yeah. and a bit more community oriented which would be nice we've done a number of trades because you were just trying to experiment with it you're like you've got a double uh you don't have this one for your set let me give you that one and that's great that's what i would ideally want but i also am not sure how much i really want to get into this market side of the trading so for me it's like oh yeah i don't really (laughs) care about these you could pretty much have most of the ones that i don't want or i don't i'm not in a huge rush to make badges for but we're friends, and that makes a difference. You're dealing with unknown strangers. And here's the other thing. If you don't want to get mobile authenticator, you don't want to get it because of national the, restrictions and things. Yes. Uh, and uh, the biggest reason, like, if, if people listen to another podcast, I've said before, I don't live in the U.S., and the phone system that we use here does not work. So it's if not I, friendly. Yeah. If I travel to other countries and I need to do mobile authenticator for anything, it actually won't work. There's no way to make it work when I'm not in this country. And that is a real issue, which is why I kind of don't want to mess with it. I've had similar issues with with other things, like um, even using like Gmail, they have an authenticator where they want to send me a text message. And if I use the phone number here, it won't work if I have a problem and I'm not here. And that causes some real problems. So that's why I, I, I... that's that's a big part of the reason, but I I still stand by the fact that the fewer alerts my phone gives me, the happier I am often. But the thing I was going to say was, if you have a friend like me and you are doing now, and I was thinking about this just the other day as well, was all the cards that you don't want or the cards that you're looking for badges, like just because you can unload as many cards as you want onto a friend. And like, I've got that mobile and I don't mind doing it because it's kind of fun for me it's it is like a game so it's like if you have a friend who is it is more into it and you trust them then give them all the cards that you think are trash that you don't want tell them which ones you're looking for and then they'll be probably quite happy to do it i i would be because sadly yeah. i spend i probably spend more time on the market now than i do playing games on steam it's it did, well for two weeks i'm not sure how long this <laughs> you'll have energy for this but you can you just give the cards away or is like a trade where my side is empty? I think maybe you have to trade at least one. So yeah. But even like for for your shadow warrior collection, which is 
probably going to arrive. I think it's got 10, 10 more days to go through, but you'll have everything, all the cards for that. But yeah, Shadow Warrior was something that we both played recently because we it was free. It was free, yeah. So we were quite happy. It was, uh, like it, it's a it's a decent fun game to get it for free was amazing. Cause yeah. I, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, if if you can get it cheap, I would highly recommend it. If you're into kind of first person shooter and sword and gore, yeah, <laughs> and if you're a fan of the the nineties original, which yeah. was kind of fun. Yeah, if you don't want to do the mobile authenticator, you can. Hopefully, if you've got friends you can that you can trust, and if you want to get badges, and you don't mind waiting fifteen days, yeah, that's the uh, yeah, plan it in advance before the sales for sure. I think that that kind of covers it. Yes. Yeah. So, so let's I would more. say let's kind of kind of summarize a bit, right? So, Steam trading cards, you can do them if you want. There's no real rush to it. I, you would have to work really hard to make any sort of real money on it, I think. Unless you happen to luck into uh, some some amazing foil cards. Well, just to kind of say something about this as well, I would say that the time investment will probably go down. Especially once you find like a niche that you're that you know what you're talking about. Because there's the new there's the newly listed section in the market as well, which mm-hmm. people do just look like hawks. I would never do that. Of course I have. <laughs> Where you just keep clicking refresh, 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 refresh. And you're waiting for that person who's like, okay, I'm selling this for a tenth of the price. Bang, you can buy it like immediately. Like this, it, it, it's right there. So once you know what you're looking for, and you, but you have to know the value of the stuff that you've bought. Okay, so what, so what he's just handed me is a <laughs> is a list, no surprise, of, I, I guess these are... H1Z1. What, are these cards? from Lo- Loot boxes. These are loot boxes from H1Z1, which you recently got because you bought the Humble Bundle yep. uh, monthly. You're trying that out to see how yep. that goes. And we might talk about that in the future mm-hmm. uh, because <laughs> I was finding there's a lot more to it than... I realize, and they don't. I don't think they do a good job of really don't selling it job. for what what all you actually get with it, and that's a shame because I think I would have jumped on that bandwagon a lot sooner yeah. had I realized. Uh, but these are all loot crates that are worth some money, yeah. is what you're saying. And you just got this game recently, right? Okay, so <laughs> you are leaping into the the crate. Market. I, I think the crate market is a lot more valuable than the card market. Yeah. But I think people would have a much better idea that that is true. That's partly why we really wanted to talk about the cards is because the cards are often overlooked. And probably a lot of you are like us and they were just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but I, here's the thing. I think, yes, it will take a while to understand. It'll take a while to do. Once you know what you're doing, it will take less time and you have a better concept. But I would still say the amount of money that you can make, at least as far as where I am in my life, is that I can make a lot more money finding other work 
then I could sell him these cards. But looking at them as a way to be a discount on future games or selling enough cards and doing that, especially if you're enjoying it as you mm. are, uh, certainly do that and you might get some games in the future, I think is a good way to go. I'm not completely sold. I I find the whole system to still be a little bit mysterious and I still find it to be a little bit ridiculous. I, I think in a way that I'm I'm still kind of showing my age, uh, but I do like physical things and the idea that Steam is going strong and I hope that it does because I have a huge library on there now. But, you know, if Steam goes away, then so does absolutely everything on it and everything with it and that would be kind of disastrous. but they say they have a plan for that but they won't tell anyone what it is okay yeah okay <laughs> i i can understand what what things are worth are what people perceive them as being worth and i think that that is part of my problem is i don't perceive a lot of my cards as being something overly worthwhile I am pretty happy to sell them off for the most part because I don't get a lot of joy out of editing my profile page and I don't really look at the cards often so I don't I don't get the joy out of it that probably some other people do backgrounds I can understand slightly more so you do again to get those backgrounds right you have to craft badges, craft a badge yeah. to get the background and I, <coughs> that I think I understand more than probably any of the other stuff. But again, you don't know what they look like until you've crafted it, until you've made it, right? So you're using the... And it's random. Yeah, it, it, you could get one of however many backgrounds are Oh, available. so there's multiple backgrounds then. Yeah. Okay. And emoticons as well, so... I think there's like eight for some games, like... Right. And so, I have a feeling a lot of... And some of them I are, don't have them, but I have a feeling a lot of the emoticons <clears throat> don't really convey a lot of emotion. They are probably just... A character from the game or something like that. Yeah, there's a rarity for the emoticons and for the the back the backgrounds as well. But that's an issue then, because I can only craft a badge once, right? Or can no, I? No, no, you can multiple craft them. Okay, so you could do that, hoping to get all the backgrounds or to get yeah. all the emoticons. Okay. Yeah. But once you have a badge, it's worthless as far as financial standpoint right because you cannot sell the badge no you can't sell the badge but can you sell the background yes ah okay because you were saying i have some from the summer sale i have two and i should probably sell them because they're worth something nine cents yeah yeah nine cents is, is worth more than no cents it's so. better than my 0 0.8 cent abe's odyssey background but that gives you that does give some incentive to multiple badges if you want you can't post them i would assume oh, like, you, like your profile you can't have like i think your badge just maybe changes into like a newer upgraded one shinier on your profile page or something uh, well i'm sure that in the future you're going to find out and we, <laughs> we may come back to this topic at some point especially after people tell us that we're all wrong about everything and then we have to reevaluate but i think i'm not sold on the idea that this is a lot of fun and that I want to spend a lot of time on it. I have other games that I'd rather play. And in fact, I'd rather play other investment games and other games where I have to run a country and make deals with other countries and try to bargain 
with their totally fake currency than deal with this reality and it's too real for you well especially with my not wanting to do the mobile authenticator and yeah. the 15 day wait it's even just with us it's kind of frustrating i'll well, just give me all your cards and for a fee i'll i'll move them for you yeah for <laughs> for, for, a, for for some gems of course i was like well between I'll, I'll between be, what trader i'll be between your what trader. what uh steam takes and then what you takes uh out of my <laughs> out of my one penny <laughs> i'm not gonna be left with a whole lot but that i i think did you have anything else to um add? you're gonna keep doing it essentially I will, for you this is something you want to keep going it's at. it's good fun and like you said it even if you even if today you, you you've listened to this and you think okay i'm gonna check my go to your inventory check your inventory you probably have a dozen pages of stuff that has value that you didn't realize before. Even if you sell all of it for the lowest price, it'll put some money into your Steam wallet. And when there is a sale or something, you know, you could potentially get a free game out of it for nothing. Just for, even if you don't want to get into the trading, just list all of your cards at a price, whatever you feel like, sell them. Just leave them there. They sell themselves. You don't have to authenticate anything after you list the cards on the market. You just put them up for sale. And then when someone buys them, you you will get an email that says, you sold something on Steam. Congratulations. You've been credited, you know, two cents. And even if it takes a year, like every time you get a card drop, list it, sell it. Because otherwise it's just sitting in your, in your inventory and you don't even know about it. And you're sitting on some money. It's like that old added you know about all the pennies and the backs of sofas you know it's if you collected them all you could buy a car or something like that but yeah why not why not give it a shot all right and there you have it <laughs> our discussion of steam trading cards so yeah so that's the end gaps filled or more gaps created probably more created <laughs> probably this time <laughs>